This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. You cheat on Rachel! Who cheats on Rachel? I know. They were on a break though, to be fair. (laughs) Aren't you even? I am so excited about today's guest because every time I see her on my feed, it just, it brightens up my day and basically I want to be best friends with her. Could I be more of a fangirl? (laughs) So a huge welcome to Plus Size Influencer and co-owner of The Confidence Corner, Lauren Tallulah, aka Curvy Roma. Girl, how are you? Oh my (laughs) God, thanks. I feel like, firstly, thanks so much for having me. Second of all, I don't know what Laura would say if I did become a BFF because... (laughs) taking her spot so i'm not sure she'd be okay she'd be with fuming that. she'd be fuming i can I tell be, yeah. <laughs> she is obsessed with you though honestly like she talks about you a lot like a, like a lot probably an unhealthily wait hold on don't unhealth- make her that i'm some weirdo <laughs> on the internet stalker no <laughs> we were talking about style the other day and she was like you know like lauren like my lauren <laughs> i was like yeah she was like i just love how like my she's and to be fair this is true like our kind of style is literally like a floral midi dress and a trainers she was like but lauren lauren actually styles him. did you see what she wore to Adele did you see it I was like yes I did I did yes and I got 20 minutes on how fabulous she looked which she did to be fair I mean, she wore a cowboy you know, hat it was very sorry, cool it was warranted <laughs> but um that cowboy hat is gonna go far with me in life Mate. I can already tell and the cow and the boots 100%. it was just so great and you are the reason that I then bought that white dress from Abercrombie because first of all who knew Abercrombie did plus size and second of all oh my gosh it looks amazing 100%. titties everywhere I think sometimes you know with clothes like it's so frustrating because I think there are certain brands that would never advertise themselves as plus size Abercrombie yeah. and Fitch like being one, one of, of them, them yeah. however like I think sometimes you can be creative and try a few things on and actually sometimes find things that work and that that dress in particular was probably the first dress in oh my God, years. I'd gone into like a straight size store in Amsterdam and actually tried it on with my friend who was like who was like a size six to eight and she tried the same dress on and I was like, oh my God, this dress fits. Like what else can I accomplish in this store? But sometimes I do think, yeah, like brands definitely do, they don't advertise themselves in the right way. They, they, they obviously want to stick to a certain size bracket, which isn't great, Um but then also at the same time, like, you've got this dress which would fit really from anything from size, what, 16 to like a, probably a 24, maybe higher. Like, why can't you just make sizes that big? I just don't understand. I don't understand either when you think, like, is it just fat phobia? Because like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's just cost because like smaller companies, smaller businesses, startups are doing it and they're even doing it sustainably as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even like in the style, okay, like you don't have to be a big fan of their clothes, but even like mm. he was saying, like Adam, the founder, like, so he's doing clothes up to a twenty-eight thirty, and he's like, it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. So it, it has to be like a fat phobia thing of like the brands just don't want to cater for us, but I don't. I don't know why. Like, why is our money not as good as I everyone else's? I actually else's? don't understand. It's it's absolute. Like, I just it's ludicrous to me. One that literally blows my mind so much is Zara. 
I'm like, I was just about you, to say Zara. Do you understand how much money you're losing? Because like you said, if these smaller, like independent brands are able to do this, like why why is Zara not? I think Spanish brands in general have only just started branching out a bit. I feel like Mango now has a much better like size offering. It's still not completely there yet because it's quite confusing. Their sizing's not the best. But I just, I know it's no excuse, but like, you know, you kind of just see that it's it's that culture. But I just don't understand why Zara would never extend their sizes. I did a bit of research. Well, when I say a bit of research, I Googled it for five minutes because I swear someone told me like in the last six months that Zara have categorically said they're not doing plus size because it's not sort of within their aesthetic and they don't want to. And I was like, that can't be correct. And then I Googled it and had a look and they don't do bigger sizes, but they do. What was literally quoted was they quietly do do xxl on some ranges quietly what the literal fuck why are you keeping it a secret (laughs) that doesn't wash with me like i'm not gonna hunt through your clothing rack just to like for a scrap of you know like like a scrap of like oh here's a dangling carrot like fuck you like they will never get my money i won't even buy a bag from them because no think about it this way as well like they've xxl for example, is supposed to be a size 20. Like, let's be real, Zara are notoriously bad for their sizing anyway. Mm. That XXL is definitely probably not a size 20 anyway. But how interesting that they've kept that purely online because they don't want that particular customer to shop in in the store. store. Do you think that's what it is? And the really crazy thing is, I remember reading something, so many brands as well, are advertising and creating these oversized fit clothes (laughs) clothes <laughs> when in hindsight it's like well if you can if you can you produce can that, them as a style of clothing why can't you just manufacture bigger you've obviously got the the fabrics there like you, you know that's not that is not an, a viable excuse oh, it just winds me up and it makes it makes me really mad because I'm just like I kind of like talked about it on my stories recently of like I wonder what my style would be if I had access to those clothes. Honestly, I literally think exactly the same thing. And I know that you obviously was very complimentary of me and my style. But even I sometimes think that there are certain things which I would love to wear. And I remember growing up, so I actually worked in fashion. And that's kind of like how my whole career and me being an influencer like catapulted because I was working at ASOS. It's so weird because even now... I will save looks that I haven't seen available to a to a bigger person mm. in folders on Pinterest on Instagram and be like oh my god how can I recreate this look and it's so hard to do and I used to do that when I worked in fashion because you know, you'd be in the office like five days a week and you'd want to look good because you work in fashion. And I used mm. to try and be really creative, which was hard work because I actually didn't have access at the time, like all of us have access to that many fashion brands. Like ASOS was truly the one and only thing that I would go to. How was it, like, if you're allowed to say, like, I would love to know, like, what what their vibe was and, like, how much they invested in, like, the curve sort of section and range compared to the standard. Because although it's brilliant, it's still obviously it's still separate it's still called something Mm. else still called curve and I don't know it just feels like they don't put a lot of effort into it and even like things like and I've called them out on this before even things like their main like Instagram feed like there's hardly any body diversity on there and like at best you'll get someone that's a size 12 14 but they're like the Ashley Grahams with the standard hourglass Mm -hmm. figure and that is that is pretty much all you'll like get so 
like I know it was a while ago, but I'd love to know the inside like tea on what it was like. When I was there, their plus size models were like 14, 16 at a push. In the industry, all of my friends were thin. Now, if like they were the way they were then, that wouldn't be okay. And obviously as a brand... I think that they have evolved so much more than every other brand in the sense that they stopped airbrushing their photos before everyone else on e-com. But I do agree with you and it it has it has been something that I have flagged on multiple occasions. I feel like the feed definitely was I feel like it was even it's been better in the past with different body types and I feel like you you are right at the moment there doesn't seem to be like a lot of plus size individuals or like different body types on their feed I so wonder why that is I, I wonder if one of the reasons that is is because I remember seeing I'm, I'm going back probably maybe six months ago and there was a creator called Curvy mm. Campbell who's honestly I fancy her yeah. so much oh my god that picture it was, was it a picture or a reel of her in a bikini like a string bikini the comments however I was like oh my god and it took ASOS nearly two days to respond to them they were honestly they were horrific I wonder if it's that because like I think sometimes we live in a little bubble don't we because we have our people that follow us but you are right and that is a really important point because it's a chicken and egg situation right because if people aren't exposed to more bodies like this it's not going to be normalized but then at the same time, you need to protect people's feelings. So obviously, like you, you're you saying, we're, we're living in this kind of our community and our pages are more of a safe space. Like, you know, and most of the people on there are our supporters. And if anyone does say anything, you know, there's an army of people that would probably back you up in like basically telling that person to fuck off. <laughs> um, it's true. We though. like you people, No, it's by true. The way. I love that, nice yeah. Ones, yeah. Thanks to everyone that does that. It like, really helps. It I love that. <laughs> I think we're just so used to having that that space and it's so difficult because I just think, like, how are brands ever going to know who who can take it and who can't? And But that is something they also have to be mindful of. Definitely, yeah. One of the things that I was also made aware of, and it was from Callie, who you run the Confidence Corner with, I remember... Mm. This was like way back, like a year and a half ago. I got the most awful message that like really, really broke me. And I remember like messaging Callie and being like, because I've looked up to Callie and followed her for like years and years and years. And we got chatting a bit after Bake Off and stuff. And I messaged her and I was like, Callie, like, how do you deal with this? Because this has made me like, honestly want to like throw myself off a bridge. Like I am Mm. bereft. I'm so upset. I don't understand why people do it. And she said something to me, which I'll never forget. She said that a lot of the abuse that she gets, and she said that I would get, was is from fellow plus-size women. She said, because they will look at you and go, how can you look like that? Look like me, or be even bigger than me and have confidence? How can you look like that and do ads and be in a bikini or a swimming costume or whatever? And I was like, my mind was blown. It's, It's so true. That is exactly... I have obviously like spent so much time talking to Callie about trolls and everything like that. And like, I have been like, thankfully, again, touch wood, I feel like I keep touching bloody wood. I can't say I've been in the same position as probably you or Callie in some, like, in terms of some of the things that have been said about me. I have seen a few things which definitely have gotten to me because they have spoken to some real deep insecurities of mine from like when I was younger so there's definitely been those there but I almost like feel in a way almost a bit of empathy towards trolls because 
no secure, happy person is going out of their way to judge someone else. As women, we've been conditioned to do this. Like we have, there is a system in place for women to critique each other, to be in competition with each other, the way that we look. There is so much pressure on us. Like, and it's, it's mental, like in all aspects of like, our lives every aspect you know growing up like teenagers like young women like when you become mothers like even when you start to like get older like mm. I've got Botox I am absolutely about freezing my forehead because I'm <laughs> petrified of getting older and like, it's almost in my in my head as well like oh my god you're you're getting older which means more wrinkles, which then feeds into the thought of, oh my God, if I, you know, I'm going to be less attractive, I'm still single. Like, do you know what I mean? There is yeah, all of this. It may, honestly, that age thing like bothers me because I'm with you. I would, I haven't got it. Mine's purely financial because I think I would get it. But because I'm so worried about aging and because whenever you see, like, I don't know when I'm around, God love my mother, but my mum does it, my stepmom does it, all probably women do it. When you see a celebrity on telly or in a movie that you haven't seen for 10, 15 years, oh, doesn't she? she aged oh doesn't she look old and I'm like yes because a period of time has passed and she has aged so true Do you know what I, and it, it so really true. upsets me and I've, told, I've told my mum this a couple of times like, it really upsets me because like I'm 33 and I feel like I look so different to how I did at 23 fucking obviously mm. but I'm aware yeah. of that age and that that not being as attractive thing anymore and I don't like that and right? I don't agree with that like leave me alone (laughs) and like just kind of what you were saying earlier as well about like aging I feel like aging is a privilege and you know we should embrace it like as in I don't mean like don't get Botox like you do you like I just mean the pressures on us are like enormous enough already of like you're not if you don't look a certain way like you're not a certain size or a certain skin colour or a certain shape and then you get older and then I think I remember um once my, my drama teacher who I love and she said to me that when you when you hit 50 should you you honestly should you become invisible like completely invisible and like that's really sad isn't it men just don't seem to have these same pressures and that's what's wild to me like men don't dye their hair as soon as they see the fucking first Mm. grey hair in their head well they're not running to get Botox or feel that they need to get Botox well exactly whereas you know we're I'm fucking dyeing my roots every fucking four weeks because I don't want to see the grey because I've been conditioned to think that the grey is not good I thought the other day I had this really profound thought and um, I said it to one of my friends and it was like I wouldn't want the mindset and the mind that I did 10 years ago. So why do we aspire to have the body that we had like it's 10 so years weird, ago and so? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's true. This because I am so proud of where I've come, particularly in the last few years, of understanding myself and my mindset and the way I think about things now and the thought process that I go through and like I don't want to be like on my wisdom because you know (laughs) I wouldn't say necessarily I don't want to be like you know I'm a wise old git or anything but I do feel like I've just got a a different attitude of things like which I really I really like about myself I'm totally with you like I liked me then but I really like me now like and I have that any day but do you think like a little bit me and Laura talk about it a bit 
honestly turning 30 was a revelation like if anyone's worried oh, about turning 30 and I, I made myself ill with anxiety from turning 30 I was I was just a, a fucking state and th- my birthday's on the 21st of October if anyone's listening on the 22nd of October 2018 Wait, it was you like are, are you a Libra as well yes ma'am yeah Libra <laughs> Wait, when's your birthday? 28th of September. <gasps> Girl, we're Libras too. This is so exciting. Anyway. <laughs> so the same. But um, anyway, back to the point. So the day after my birthday, it was like this this weight had lifted off my shoulder. And I was like, right, okay, I'm not caring about it. Just one anymore. shoulder. And then just one shoulder. Just this one, the good one. This one. <laughs> she did say shoulder, didn't she? <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel so much better about it and now like three years later I'm so much more chilled about a bunch of stuff I don't care mm. I'm much more at peace with my body even though I look vastly different to how I did before I turned 30 even like do you think it's a 30 thing or do you think it's just that you know what you're putting in the work you're doing the stuff you're following the right people like your work online your work with Confidence Corner all of it I think I was exactly the same as you, like fucking shit, fucking scared of turning Mm -hmm. 30. One of the things that I, if I'm completely transparent, that I dislike about myself is always a... I do focus on the, okay, what now? What's next? What can I get next? And what don't I have? Mm. Versus just taking a moment to be like, oh my God, I, I achieved this incredible thing. Just before I turned 30, I had achieved my lifelong dream of moving to New York and then went through a really, really difficult time with the agency that I was at and then had to make a really difficult decision because of financial reasons. Like I had no idea how much New York was going to cost. I had no idea that the salary that I was on wasn't actually in line with A, my experience or the wages and living over there. Like I'm talking about the fucking smoked salmon in the supermarket was $23. Like who the fuck can afford that shit? I saw the other day on TikTok and it was deodorant. Like a Dove deodorant was a tenner. Like that's madness. So bad. Like I can't even begin to tell you. And I came home Three weeks before my 30th birthday, I had to move back in with my parents. My parents had just downsized after getting finally getting rid of their last fucking lump of a child. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Nothing yeah. more humbling than moving back in with Thanks, the parents, guys. is there? <laughs> Thank you. And I was like, what, what the fuck do I do? And this was six months before the pandemic. And, but I just knew that I just wasn't happy and I had to take the risk. And it honestly was the best thing for my career that could ever happen to me. Like it was, I, I'd vowed after that. I was like, I don't care if I am struggling for as long as possible. I'm not working for anyone ever again. Like I'm just not going to do it. <gasps> and I didn't and I persevered. And I truly believe that everything after 30 so far in terms of like my personal growth has been so much better and like I just feel like I just have so much more understanding and confidence in myself to deal with situations like that do you know my like favourite TikToks are like people in their 40s what are your advice for people in your 30s people in your 30s what's your advice for people in your 20s and literally it's always just don't give a fuck just give less fucks and also actually give more fuck like shag everything but don't give fucks about what people think about you or any of this nonsense and 100%. you know work is just work and all this kind of stuff and it's so it's so helpful like, i love those videos they're my faves yeah i agree i think exactly the same i think that is without a doubt probably my one of my biggest life regrets and i don't like having regrets because i think in every other aspect of my life 
I don't know about you guys, but I feel like every, every single thing, well, I don't want to say it's going to have regrets because I do feel like, and I will touch on this in a minute, but I feel like what I've experienced in my 20s or 30s or whatnot has definitely leads to everything in your life. Like To me, everything does happen for a reason. But in hindsight, with dating and whatnot, I do wish that I'd pushed myself outside of my comfort zone a lot a lot earlier and I know that that was just down to how many like to all the body insecurities that I had and like I said to you guys earlier I didn't have any plus size friends so growing up all of my friends were so thin I don't know I just found it really difficult with the whole dating thing I think sometimes as well I kind of felt quite invisible like I had a lot of experiences with guys where they would fancy my friends you're always the wing woman Oh, I always mate, had that. It's like the they worst. just yeah. talk to you just so that they get yeah. to your yeah. friend or like definitely felt growing yeah. up I was completely and utterly invisible to like to boys, to men or whatever. And I, if someone on chatted me up, I just assumed it was a joke. Oh, I completely agree and I think I thought that way for so long. It's so sad, isn't it? And also like I do think now sometimes you have to question like, is it a fetish? Like is it is it genuine? Like, it's so hard. What you've both said is exactly where I'm at with dating at the minute. And like, I was literally single for about four seconds when I was slim. That literally tells you everything you need to know. Like, and since being bigger, I've been single the entire fucking time. And like the way that men treat me, I'm, I remember how they treated me when I was slimmer and I remember, and I know how they treat me now. And it's, it's different. And I said in a previous episode that men now look through me. If I'm out with my friends, they're all slimmer than me, majority of and they're looking at them and I feel like they're looking at me and laughing. And I know, I think that's silly and I don't know if they mm. are, but that's what it fucking feels like. And it just feels shit. And that's why I'm here. And I've spent the last like fair few years not really going ham on dating because I'm absolutely petrified of like someone saying something horrible about my body. I think it's because yeah. of my body. Shit, mate. Uh, do you know what? It's, it is such a hard thing to navigate. Like, I think dating in general is fucking hard work, right? It's yes. full-time job at this point. But, oh my God, the birds literally sound like they're attacking each other outside of my window. So I really hope that that is going to not be very annoying for whoever's listening to this. Um, in general, like, dating anyway is so fucked at the moment because we have been so conditioned to be served like short and quick things in terms of like the content that we're looking at and if you think about how many people we're interacting with on a daily basis like since the pandemic and since we went virtual we're probably interacting without even realizing like 100 people a day and then we went back to normality and we're still interacting with like hundreds of people a day but now we've also added that element of in real life as well so you could literally be messaging the fittest guy or the fittest girl or whatever or someone that you're really attracted to how are you going to prioritize them when subconsciously your your mind is just going to prioritize the people that you actually have a relationship with Mm. like it's so normal now to be okay well if this one slides it's fine because there's someone else after them like do do you know what I mean there's the options are endless and like literally I haven't I I kind of like spent about half an hour last week I was like I'm just going to reply to as many people on one app Mm, as possible because I've got like three apps right (sighs) 
and mm. in that half an hour and I kind of off the back of that got maybe like five conversations going and a couple yeah. of them have dropped and I'm like oh it's okay because I've got that one still well that one could be the man of my dreams unlikely but also my friends will laugh at this I'm the shittest texter backer ever if I'm not texting back my friends I don't really want to text back some gross smelly boy well this is it this is exactly <sighs> it I'm exactly the same <laughs> as we're talking about this I'm like oh god I know that there's people that I, yeah, I'm the like WhatsApp's oh fuck are coming I just up, remember yeah. <laughs> I haven't messaged those guys on Hinge at the moment because I'm exactly the same mm. I literally will be like this is the thing it's like almost you go through like peaks and troughs of it as well you'll get a period where you have so many like matches and then there's loads of messages which is kind of what's happening for me at the moment but then it almost drops off again and then you'll go through periods where there's absolutely fucking it's pure tumbleweed and I'm just like (laughs) how are we supposed to navigate through this um, I, know. I will give you a little uh, sneak peek. Mate, all of them, please. Yes, I want all the sneak peeks. I can't tell you too much, but I am actually working on something around this topic at the moment, which I am so excited about. Like, I'm absolutely yeah. buzzing. And I just I just want it to provide something to people that are going through this same experience. You just talking about, you know, your experiences. It helps me so much because of all my single friends... I'm the only one going through that plus size experience and I can't really relate to anyone in my personal life about it and the fear that it's like the fetish part of it and I know there is and I've got met and I'm sure you have mate it was like you know they always mention like the curve like lovely curves well, I know what curves means curves doesn't mean curves curves means tits and ass what really annoys me is like the entitlement sometimes that these men think that you're going to be like, like if you generally send me a message and you're like quite explicit about my ass or my tits or whatnot what actually fucking makes you think that I'm going to reply and be like Drop me a pin, hun, and I'll just jump. I'll just jump in my fucking car. Do you know, oh, my prince charming has arrived. Yeah, like, Fuck do you think off. men sometimes think like, oh, because you're bigger, or you're maybe not the sort of standard beauty, whatever standard, that you're maybe then like desperate for a shag or will take anything? Like that's always, was always my worry. Oh my god, is that a thing? Yeah, I worry that there are women who feel like that, and that would make me really sad. That makes me so Obviously, sad. Obviously, I think that way, but then I do think, okay, well, if I rewind back time and I think to how I was when I was younger and the fucking shit I would take and put up with because I thought that I wasn't going to get anything yes, better. exactly the same. Like, I look back at some experience I had when I was at uni, for example, and like, how I just kind of <laughs> literally rolled over because I was just like, okay. Like, because it's like, you, I didn't get <laughs> chatted up and I didn't get like any attention. So when I got it, mm-hmm. I was like, brilliant. I look back now and I think, oh, why That's didn't it. like even like lose my virginity? Like I gave that up too easily to someone who did not deserve it. I don't feel like virginity is like a massive thing anymore, to be honest with you now that I'm older. But like... I just I regret that so much because like I just know that I wouldn't have put up with that shit now like and I would have just held out but I felt such shame that I didn't lose it until I was sort of a bit older and just wanted to like get rid of it Mm. and and get it be done because I just didn't have any self-worth and like I just cringe thinking about that and I just I don't know I just wouldn't want anyone else to go through that because one of the one of the good things I have to say about being in a bigger body is that sometimes not for everyone obviously like you do still get dickheads but it does also sometimes filter out the superficial dickheads because that's the thing as well like I see a lot of men who are like oh my preference is size 10 
fit you know athletic whatever and I think god what Fitness. happens if god forbid you gained weight in later life got pregnant or like just whatever we you know women's bodies everyone's bodies they change I'd hate to be with someone like that so in a way like I think I've been also on the other sort of hand I go maybe how I have been a bit lucky because I haven't kind of had to put up with complete superficial dickheads yeah I know exactly what you mean I would like to say that I feel the same way as in like I've not had to put up with loads of superficial like non-superficial dickheads but I don't know if I have <laughs> that <or> not, <laughs> I don't like this is the thing this is a really frustrating thing it's like what I've tried to explain to some of my friends is that when you've not had a lot of amazing experiences in dating it's so hard to stay positive about it and like I pride myself on like being positive in most aspects of my life and being like oh it's okay like there's a you know there's a solution here or you know it's it's always fine like it's always going to be fine and if it's not fine it's because it's not the end is like one of my favorite quotes dating is just one of them things that I really feel like I've had to mentally work on to know that it will like that it will be fine because I just haven't had a lot of good experiences to compare that to how are you supposed to like conjure up a really positive experience when you haven't had that many no that's it this yeah I haven't had I've been back on the apps like and actually talking to people for maybe say what like two weeks two and a half weeks and I haven't had a date yet because I've had like I've been chatting to a few guys and the chat is in you know hot pt shit fucking chat this is the one um, you, put, you put the yes, video up yes, about yes 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 he's so you, fine and I said don't even go yeah no there. obviously I mean like sensibly yes but also like I'm also tumbleweed and like cobwebs down there babes so I do need to like brush the cobwebs out with some good times just to confirm what vibrators have you got because <laughs> babes I've got them all <laughs> Well, I got a new one actually, which has changed oh, come on, my life. Me. I will send everyone the link. Yeah, tell us. Oh, I don't know what it's called. Um, it's, I think it's called Rapture or oh. something. Um, it, it, it's a it's a G spot vibrator and a clitoral stimulator. So it's the two in one. It's fucking changed my life. Oh wow! Okay. You don't have this. You need this. I'll send you links. I'll buy you one for your birthdays. I've actually got. I've just seen Vogue's twenty three best vibrators. And I think I've got three of them. So that's great. Yes, girl. That's good for me. Um, Oh, yeah. See, this is it. I'm all about this. Like, the more the merrier. I would just like to be given an orgasm by someone else other than myself. Yeah, fair enough. I totally understand. If I'm completely honest, I mean, I don't think that many people are good at doing that anyway. Men No, this is it. I'm even going to find that as well. well. But but then that's the thing. Like, in 30, this is something that I'm not going to accept. Like, I remember one of the last guys I dated uh, pre-pandemic we had sex and stuff and there was just like no return for me and I was literally at a point of it it was like mate are you gonna like crack on he was like yeah no in a minute and then like never did he had a great time three times I had zero fun times No, we will not be putting up with that this time though so that's a good thing that's come out of like age and just giving zero fucks is just we're not putting up with a shit sex yeah you absolutely should not there was a guy last year and I still think about still think about how good the sex was like now I was thinking about it literally I think yesterday or the day before and how good it was and I'm like and the annoying thing was that that guy actually wasn't a bad guy and you know when you're like yeah why didn't it work like why were you so unavailable like blah 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 um but yeah good sex I think is just so hard to come by and when it does you can't like it's just so frustrating to let that go 
I know. It's <laughs> so I know hard. friends that have had like, yeah, fuck buddies for too long because the sex is good. And then you kind of like, you want that for your friend, but also isn't that good? I would say, Lauren, like I, I feel like this is just something that everyone says, but I truly, truly, truly do think it is such a thing. I personally think when you look for it so hard and you focus on it and because I think like a few months ago I just felt really fucking shit about like not having anyone and you just constantly compare yourself to others like you know some of my best friends have been married recently my best friends just had a baby you feel like very left behind and I think in the last year I've had two really difficult periods where I felt incredibly lonely and that wasn't something that I've ever been able to relate to before I never really understood what the word lonely meant Same, me too like you know I have been traveling and felt lonely but never from a love perspective and like a partner perspective Mm. because I'm like how can I want something that I've never really had but I truly do believe like then there are points those points where I'm so like I want it so bad and it just doesn't come to me and it's even more infuriating and it's usually those times that I'm not getting any matches on dating sites and it's just not working in my favor and then I go through these stages like I am at the moment where I genuinely feel like quite good about myself as in like I feel happy and content like I've you know, I'm on ADHD medication and I kind of feel like I'm getting into the groove again, like after a few months. And it just seems like that there are dating opportunities that are arising. Yeah. So yeah. I, I truly think like, I know it's so fucking hard not to really, really look for it. But I do think focus on you when you're having those periods of not feeling great because I think when you focus on you and do all the things that make you happy these things then come to you I hope so I think I've really struggled like like you like I never thought about loneliness in a way and I was honest to god I was like poster girl for singleness I was like being single is the best thing ever I've bought a house by myself like you know I pay these bills like do you know what I mean like I'm and I loved it and I loved it loved it loved it and it's been this year and it's probably because I work from home alone and I live alone like I it's loneliness and and it's not a feeling I'm gonna cry because I'm always crying but like it's not a feeling that I can explain and no, I like I and and it's only now that I'm like I think I'm actually ready I haven't been ready for a long time for a number of reasons for a relationship and now I feel ready and now the fact that I can't get it easily because one I'm not meeting people in real life and two the men on some of the men on these apps the chat is so abysmal that it's such a fucking emotional like mm. toll on me to like respond to these people yeah and added on to the fact that I'm bigger and that's a bigger thing as well it just feels so I think the word at the minute is just I feel so fucking hopeless about it and I love that when I've talked about this on here I've had probably not the most amount of messages I've had but really good in-depth conversations with people who have messaged me on Instagram to be like mate fucking same Mm. and so all we've talked about like and, and you sharing your stuff is it's so nice to know that other people are going through it so you saying yeah. like you're feeling that loneliness that's made me actually feel a bit like not better but 
someone else is going through it and yeah. you know someone who obviously I love your content and I literally just I think you're the, the bestest and if I mentioned that um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like and he's going through that as well and, and similar experience and you know I think you and me I think we wear pretty much the same dress size and stuff like that and so mm. it's just really nice to know that I thought you were going to say the same person uh, then I was like okay then okay babes not quite the same person <laughs> no I completely hear you and I also just want to say how lush I think you are and Laura obviously oh, I think you're so. lush like, should I just um, leave you two to just like yeah have a if you can just get excited to me can you get a candle maybe like some bolognese another bottle of please wine, wine. Yeah. yes please love a rose I thanks know, I'm, looking, I'm looking at my empty glass like, go on oh. get a top up we'll continue loving it can go I actually can we, I we encourage get a top it? up yeah. can. it's time for a word from our sponsor better help It can be so hard for our minds to stay in problem-solving mode when there's so much stress and so many bloody problems to solve and there's so many things to deal with when you're an adult. There really is. Like Adulting is hard. Uh, No one tells you how hard it is. You always want to grow up when you're younger and then you get here and you're like, this is actually really hard. Um, No, I want back. I want to go back. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing better than feeling like things are a bit more in control and like can solve at least some of the problems that come your way. One thing that can really help with that is therapy. Mate, 100%. And when I've done therapy in the past, it's been one of those things that you know sometimes you have issues when big things happen that's that's some sometimes my issue and when I went to therapy it was giving me like proper solutions on how to deal with some of that stuff and how to deal with those problems as they came up it was so helpful I can't talk about it yeah same it's been an absolute life changer for me as well like I've had it various stages throughout my life and I I don't know it sounds dramatic so I wouldn't be here without it but it's definitely changed my life therapy really is so important which is why we're really excited to be working with BetterHelp so if you don't know BetterHelp is a video phone and live chat therapy service that can be more affordable and accessible than in-person therapy so definitely a really good place to start if you're considering therapy you can even be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours which I think is brilliant yeah it's so good and when you want to be a better problem solver therapy can get you there so if you fancy giving BetterHelp a try and joining the two million people who've already used BetterHelp, you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com forward slash go love. That's betterhelp.com H-E-L-P slash go love. I just bought the whole bottle back. I hope that's okay. Oh, the glug. It makes me want to wee. But yeah, no, that. beautiful sound. <laughs> I love a rose, Amy. Anyway, so we were talking about potentially opening your horizons to other genders. Oh, I think about this all the time. I'm like, could I do it? Could I do it? Could I do it? Because I've had like mm, a few, one or two, like, ex- I really hope my mum doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Dalliances, um, shall we say? I am completely and utterly fluid in the sense that, at, at, like, as far as I know, I'm straight. Like, I have never had feelings like deeply in a sense for a woman or anything like that but I also in the sense would be like oh well never say never because there could be someone that completely comes along and changes that and I think that women are so incredible like mate women on TikTok have we have me questioning my sexuality on a daily fucking basis all the time the drama yeah, have you have you seen the drama oh yeah I do know who you mean yep yep and I've had so many conversations with my friends and they're like oh, why don't you go on a date with a woman? And I have so many times, like, switched my Bumble or Hinge to, like, both. Yeah, but then I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I just can't. 
It's just, yeah, it's just not there you know, This me. is a, I maintain that sexuality, right, is this, the reason that sexuality is not a fucking choice is the fact that we still fancy men because they be the yeah. worst, right? <laughs> if it was a choice, I'd love it, but it ain't. Like, do you know what I mean? And then I feel like as well, a lot of, and I get said this too on, I'm pretty sure, a weekly basis by friends and family. And it's like, if you're, if you're in your 30s and you're single, it's like, oh, why don't you just try girls? Oh, it's not really that easy, babes. <laughs> you also feel the pressure like both of you from like family or friends with like the whole biological clock ticking like I don't know if like yes kids is something you see in your future but obviously like you know unfortunately it's just fact isn't it like as you get older your fertility yeah. after 35 does apparently drop off yeah. a cliff so I did I did have a fertility checkup in April because it was something that I felt a lot of pressure it was actually giving me a lot of anxiety I don't think I would have anxiety if I was with someone but I think it's it's so hard because I feel like it was it still is so far removed from like me right now like I I'm like fuck me if I you know if I can get a fucking date in the next two weeks fantastic (laughs) but like the actual like oh having a a partner and then you know I hate saying this but i I do like the idea of being married and then having a kid. Like, I just really want to have a wedding. I oh, look, hell yeah. I can't believe I'm going to say... I, I feel like it's something I keep quite close to my chest because I think I would be devastated if I didn't have it. And then, obviously, yes, I would like a family. But I feel like as I get older... There's so many things I... I don't know about you guys, but like, there's so many things I enjoy in my life... And I love the idea of being spontaneous and having that freedom. And I see people around me who don't have that same thing because they've got kids. And I'm like, oh, my fertility test, I think it cost me like five, 500 pounds, thereabouts. And then we spoke about the options of like freezing my eggs. It costs over like 11, 12 grand women single women fuck i know hence why honestly the nice boys should just line up in front of us and be like please let us go out with you rather than us having to like date some dingy bloody blokes oh do you no. know do you know what sometimes i honestly think about making a tiktok video and just reposting it over and over and over and over again basically of like an advert of myself <laughs> boys like, do that have you seen that guys do that like this is my no, dating really. advert yeah yeah genuinely and like oh because my god maybe i'll do it mate, maybe, Laura, maybe we should do it <laughs> and just, i'm just not against like, it let me say that it's can like, someone just set me up with their decent brother or cousin yes, or yes. dad? Because <laughs> da- yeah, don't get right dad right or now. son. Probably draw the line yeah. at a granddad right now. But would probably if he's a gilf, oh, I guess would up. look into it. <laughs> See, this is what we're dealing with, Laura. It's a bloody night. I was going to ask you. Yeah. We're going to ask you about dating tips. Uh, well, plus size. I, don't, I feel like that's a bit mean to ask now. Yeah, but tip, have yes. you got any tips for anyone? Because we'll have a lot of listeners that will be obviously either dating or wanting to date. Maybe they've been single for a while. So I think that'd be really nice to end on is what advice you would give. Not even just for yeah, plus size women, but just for anyone who is feeling maybe a bit body conscious and going back into dating is a bit scary. Um, so first of all, I think it's really important to just say like you're not by yourself. Like I think it's so scary because you feel like you are by yourself when you go back into the dating world. When like obviously having this conversation today, you are absolutely not. Like yeah. I, so just remember that first of all. Personally, I think something that 
has helped me is just set some rules for yourself. What are absolute like non-negotiables? Because I think that always makes it easier when dating. For example, like one thing for me is really important is that they've got good communication skills because if they haven't got good communication skills, so if anyone ghosts me now, I try not to take it personally because I'm like, well, they've actually done a favour because they actually can't communicate how they feel, which is a no-go for me anyway. And that is a non-negotiable. So I would just, yeah, just have some light rules obviously don't make a really heavy list that it's going to be really hard for anyone to get past after a few dates but set yourself some rules because I think it just makes it a little bit easier and the last tip and I saw this online and I think this is really important would you have this person as your friend why would you ever be friend of someone that's selfish well you wouldn't because they wouldn't ever offer something to your friendship so why would we do the same thing with dating oh, you're so right you're never going to have the relationship that you want with that person if they are selfish like it just wouldn't work oh you've actually changed my life <laughs> Because as well, I'm my friends are my world. My family is my world. They're all excellent. Ten out of ten people. Why on earth would I want to bring someone in who's not like that? I always think. But one of the things, one of my non-negotiables is like you're going to get along with my friends and you're going to let, get along with my family. That's non-negotiable. So yeah. this is such a good point, babe. You've changed my life. Thanks. Do you know what I've realised? <laughs> we've been chatting away so much that we've not actually gone through any of our list of questions because it's just flowed. Oh shit, we haven't. <laughs> But do you know what else we've missed? We ask all of our guests at the very top of the episode and we were so busy oh, gassing we forgot to ask you. <laughs> our motto is that the way you look is the least interesting thing about you and we ask everybody what the most interesting thing about them is. So over to you, Laura, what's the most interesting thing about you? So I feel like this is usually one that I think I've got this on my dating profile. Basically, I used to be a farmer. So I think that's quite interesting. What? It's just so far, so far removed from who I am now. I need to know everything. All right. So basically, when I was much younger, so when I was like, I think I was 25. So I went to Australia. You have to do like agriculture work, right? To get like your next year visa or whatever, if you want to get the second year. I basically was running out of money. And I think I was like three months in. I'd done the typical like spunked all my savings situation. And I was like, oh God, maybe I'll just go and do my second year visa now to get it out of the way. Because you only need to do it for like 90 days or something. And I just saw this advert on like Gumtree about this woman who basically like she needed like a calf rearer. So like someone to look after the baby cows. And it was all the way in Melbourne and I was all the way in the north of like the Northern Territory. Like you couldn't get further from each other. I was like, my mum loves cows. They're her favourite animal. I'm going to apply to this position (laughs) and I'm going to get it. And I looked on the page, I looked on the page and they were like, you know, when it's got thousands of clicks and I was like, nope, you must not be defeated. You can do this. So I wrote this fucking lengthy essay about being a maternal person and I just felt like this was my calling because my mum loved animals and she worked with animals when she was younger. Like she also went and was on a farm in Ireland. Yeah, and then I got the uh, I got the job and I moved down to Melbourne and I was only supposed to stay there for three months and I ended up staying there for like half my time and went for like six months. Turns out I was a really fucking good ear. I became head calf rearer. Like, no, you did cows. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I had, during that period of time, I had three baby lambs as well, like on separate occasions, like come and live with me in my house. And I had to look after them because their mothers had passed or were ill or something. Jesus. Yeah, it was... 
really good at it apparently honestly of all the answers i wouldn't have got that in the world and also sod asos and sod being a plus size influencer a head calf rearer is definitely the best job title that you've ever had i literally it's it's one of those things i always think me and my friend a long chat about it the other week and i was like Maybe I'll just do it again. Fuck it all and just go. And Babe, she's got the cowboy boots and cowboy hat. I'll go for it. <laughs> oh, hun. hun, I wouldn't want them. I would not want them anywhere near a farm. Trust me. Ew. You end up. There was a farmer's son, right, who I literally like desperate. There were like honestly about 50 people in my whole town. And you know where you just want attention? And he was like, you smell like farm. And I was like, brilliant. brilliant I was like, nice. what does farm smell like? Cow poo. And I was like, brilliant, this is fucking shit, literally. What a note to end on, honestly. <laughs> oh, Lauren, it's been oh an absolute God. joy to have you on. And I'm sure you and the other Lauren will get some quality time together to find her harder. Um, but thank you so, so much. It's been a joy. Oh, girls, thank you so much. Honestly, it's been the best. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so lush. <laughs> A huge, mahoosive, gigantic thank you to today's Patreon sponsors, Veronica Hoffman, who we met on the pod a few weeks ago, Amy Cooper and Megan Murphy. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. We're so grateful. And if you would also like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash go love yourself or you can search go love yourself in Apple Podcasts where you can support the show for as little as one pound a week. Oh my God, I am just so obsessed with Lauren. I'm obsessed with her. She's great, isn't she? I knew, well, I knew already that you loved her um, and I knew that was going to be a good episode. But yeah, she was a cracking guest, wasn't she? And it was just so nice to just sit and chat with her as well about anything and everything. And uh, yeah, I'm just obsessed with her. I love it. Love it. So before we finish this episode, uh, we want to talk to you about a couple of things that have really made us happy this week. Uh, So number one, Lizzo won an Emmy. Can I get a round of applause? (laughs) For her show, Watch Out for the Big Girls, which if you haven't seen it, you absolutely must. It's brilliant, isn't it? It is. It's almost like life changing. There's it's nothing like I've ever seen before. I freaking loved it. Uh, so I'm so pleased she watched it and her speech was so amazing, you know, about the fact that when she grew up that, you know, she didn't have anyone in the media that looked like her, um, you know, being a bigger girl and being a woman of colour. And then she realised that if she wanted to see that person, she had to be that person. And she is, and she is that person now for so many people, you and me included. So it was, yeah, her speech was amazing and I'm so happy for her. Oh, the dress, the dress. The dress was incredible. (laughs) I love that when she was like, I've always wanted this representation. She was like, I didn't know it was gonna be me <laughs> i did it it's me yeah i'm the representation i need love it. her i love her and then yeah. and then talking of representation oh my goodness i i mean these videos have been everywhere in the last couple of weeks of people reacting to the new little mermaid trailer but specifically videos oh, of young black and brown girls reacting to the video and being like oh it's my god so mom isn't it oh yeah. laura honestly i was in actual tears and yeah i got oh. goosebumps and like all tingles watching them if you haven't seen basically obviously there's a the new little mermaid ariel is black and so people have been recording the what's it called like blind reaction yeah is that what so, it is? yeah essentially yeah blind yeah. reaction uh, of their kids seeing Ariel for the first time and yeah you need to go and look, look at it it is so so wholesome it's gonna make you cry yes. but happy tears wonderful and it just goes to show again the power of representation and this is what it's all about and that was just wonderful heartwarming loveliness and we love it and we're here for it yeah. 
Definitely. I can't wait to see that film as well, just because her voice. I know. So we need to go and see that together, please. Mate, I'm in, I'm in. Don't cheat on me with Stacey or any of other girls, all right? I'm booking you in now for May, all right? All right, bitch? I'm, I think I'm free, so yes, yes. Let's do a go live yourself trip to the cinema to see it. I'm all for it. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you so much for listening today. We really hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah, totally love this one. And make sure you check out our subscription options on Patreon and Apple Podcasts. And we will see you next week. Love you, see you later, bye! Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Hello, I'm La La La, let me explain. And this is, it's not you, it's them, but it might be you. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas, and anything else you throw my way. Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.